Abhi, thank you so much for coming on to Startup Steroid today. Uh, I'm, I've been really looking forward to this conversation. We've been in the same sort of ecosystem for some time with Thai and, uh, you know, in the startup world. Um, but I finally uh, was able to get you on the phone, so I'm excited. Um, and uh, just as a way of background, I know you've been in the startup ecosystem for at least, you know, three, four years investing uh, and actively looking at new startups. But you've been working in the startup ecosystems for way longer than that, right? So uh, yep. please share your story with us and, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah. Absolutely. So first of all, thank you, Deval, for uh, uh, you know uh, bringing me on. I uh, was looking forward to this <clears throat> conversation. Uh, so quick, uh, you know, a few words on my background. So I've been a technologist all my life. Uh, started out as an engineer. Uh, worked in many different sized companies across different domains and verticals. Uh, <clears throat> so I've done a lot of mobile engineering. I've done a lot of work on uh, cloud. And increasingly, I have uh, you know, also happened to uh, increase my focus on the AI, uh, machine learning, and blockchain technologies, which are kind of the you know the latest cutting edge uh, emerging uh, platforms and just you know totally new uh, paradigms in, in the technology landscape. So uh, yeah, so I've I've been investing in startups as an angel for about three to four years. Uh, you know, happy and proud to be part of the Thai Angels Fund and also part of the uh, Thai SoCal uh, community. Uh, and what I think, uh, you know, like what I bring to the table is, is my uh, deep technology background, having worked on building products and services that have been, uh, you know, in the, in the field, uh, been, uh, been used by the millions of users. So I know how, what it takes to start uh, from scratch, take some, some idea to, uh, you know, uh, market at scale, um, and and typically that's what uh, kind of drives me to you know startup land in general. Uh, even when I look for great uh, potential ideas, so to speak. That's fantastic, and, and that's a, such an important skill set that a lot of founders uh, either struggle with or you know are trying to uh, you know get get a better understanding with. Um, so we'll definitely talk more about that, but. Before we go into scaling businesses, tell me a little bit about how you sort of discovered, um, you know, angel investing and uh, started making investments uh, of your own portfolio. Uh, sure, though. So, uh, as I said, I've been uh, a very keen technologist uh, all my life, uh, meaning I've been fascinated by the, you know, latest uh, developments that go on in the uh, software world in particular, but in general, in technology at large, you know, I've seen uh, so much progress being made in, in, in general condition of uh, human life that I have been always kept abreast, uh, you know, like I've always updated my knowledge base from time to time, uh, not just by reading, but by really, you know, diving deep into, you know, everything uh, that fascinates me. And I think, you know, that kind of led to a natural progression where startups being that frontier where, you know, great imagination, great potential meets the real world. Uh, I have been, you know, uh, lucky and uh, I have always found that founders and the startup ecosystem really takes the society forward. Uh, 
and if you ask me you know like what is you know what, what is something that really really uh, engages my you know intellect and and my curiosity it's really the startup land right so i found that you know angel investing to be this natural uh, you know natural way for me to be part of this startup ecosystem and have some skin in the game so i you know invest in uh startups with which fit my uh, hypothesis and i am also very actively involved with you know uh the execution side of things being very closely uh you know connected with founders on a you know almost on a weekly basis or so uh so i i would say you know it's it's all about my curiosity to know more about the startup world uh that's what drove me to uh, angel investing that's fantastic and and that's usually you know what gets us you know excited right that's what that what yep. that, that's what gets us out of bed every morning that is like what's going to happen next uh, we want to know um so exactly uh, you mentioned uh, you know your your sort of um, uh, uh, your focus and the industries you like to uh, look at um but let's dig into that <clears throat> a little bit more um as far as your mm-hmm. portfolio goes if you think look back and see the companies that you've invested in what are sort of the common criteria uh, that jump out yeah i see uh, yeah i mean uh, you know the common thread if we we are to uh, kind of point out that my investments has been really the technology playing a differentiating role so my investments do span across verticals so i've invested in healthcare uh, edtech uh, security uh, like you know pure play consumer uh, kind of products mm-hmm. but throughout you know across like you got a horizontal uh, you know uh, you know kind of uh, on a horizontal plane across all these investments i would say you know how the startups uh, and specifically founders how are they able to think of using technology to differentiate their offering in the market uh, i think that is one of the factors and then there are obviously other factors like you know like i look at you know how how well versed the founder is with that area like somebody uh, in the healthcare for example like you know, if, 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 if that person has spent a lot of time you know healthcare uh, in the healthcare arena like being a doctor or a physician or a executive at a healthcare company you know that that gets my attention uh, so so th- these are i think a few couple of uh, criteria i would say which uh, which attract me that's yeah um let's talk a little bit more about the the person you know if you're focused on healthcare and you, you, you know if the ceo is a doctor or has some sort of background in the industry um what what are uh, what are the traits of that person or or of the founding uh, team that are important to you mhm yeah i think this is one of uh, you know the most uh, important questions uh, in terms of just trying to understand what are the uh, possible avenues where we should be investing our money right uh, i do think you know founders come in various flavors right uh, some are young some are experienced uh, you know uh, they come from a variety of different demographics uh, and even like you know geographical kind of uh, you know uh, origins uh one thing i've seen is they are they are hustlers hustlers meaning they are not afraid of failures uh so what i do see is you know if we, we were to take two cases specifically like if there was person a 
who has you know worked in like one job all his or her life and now they want to do a startup uh, but but i but i don't see any other you know like uh kind of embellishments on their resume which jump out at me and say you know this person is a hustler okay he might be holding a good position at a stable job which is great but if we compare that with a person b who has tried off variety of different things obviously we we don't we, we want someone who uh, you know has progressed in the career but i don't mind seeing someone who has you know uh, taken those challenges head on and you know shifted industries or even like you know taken up uh, challenging roles like you know uh, you know which are uh, about their skill set at the uh, at that particular point of time i would go with person b you know so right. uh, i mean having expertise in one area is one thing but i definitely feel you know like because startup uh, you know success rate is like abysmally low like you know less than 10% right like eight or nine startups out of 10 do fail right in, in 3 to 5 years so we want someone who you know not only believes in the idea but is very persistent in their uh, in their efforts and uh, it's kind of hard to judge that just based on someone's resume or linkedin profile but these are some of the things that i have in back of my mind which i would say are uh one or two very important traits yeah and and you're right that a lot of these traits uh may not show up on paper but when you have a conversation they they'll jump right out at you right yep absolutely um so let let's talk about that process of how you actually analyze a a startup and uh uh <clears throat> let's start with the founder actually that that since we were talking about that um what's your process as far as engaging with the founder you know meeting them or phone to phone or you know what what does that process look like for you sure so um typically what happens is you know obviously some kind of warm referral is is highly recommended meaning you know like founders uh, if they want to reach out to me and uh, you know get my interest a warm intro is always the best kind of the intro right so they know someone i know the same person so they just connect via that person if not what i do look for is you know uh, first of all see where they are in their startup journey if they are starting out you know like at a very early stage like it's it's, it's just an idea in their mind uh, i do look at such uh, you know such startups as well but then i you know like i go deeper into the background of the founder then i go deeper into you know has this founder done similar kind of projects or has he or she had any prior successes uh you know what makes it really easy for investors is having someone come to you with prior you know uh, you know prior experience of building a company right so we know that you know that founder has gone through the trials and tribulations of you know starting from nothing and see, seeing the company grow uh, and and also like hiring the right people raising finance uh, just navigating the you know the, the landmine that startup world is that is a huge plus right that is a huge plus and that's why like you know all noted notable vcs even uh, many of them just blindly say okay we'll sign the check if, if you had a successful exit so that is always uh, you know a big plus but even if the startup wasn't a success you know like i still feel that if somebody has tried 
right? If somebody went full time with 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 their gig, uh, I would say that is a definite plus. I would I would you know definitely call them for a face to face interview like Zoom these days. Right. Uh, so these are some of the things <clears throat> I will say. Uh, I will start out with. Perfect, and, and let's continue digging in that. So uh, the person, I think we we understand uh, what you look for, but now let's talk about the business. Um, what are some of the things that you like to look at, uh, and you know, are you know, maybe it's a check mark on, on the list, or maybe you want to dig in a little deeper and try to understand the depth of uh, you know the strategy, or um, you know, w- what are those things in a business that you like to focus on? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, like I I do start out with you know just uh, analyzing the vertical the founder has chosen. And then why that person has chosen it, right? Oftentimes, what I have come across is, you know, founders they get obsessed with this shiny new object because they re- read about it somewhere, it's flashing all over, you know, the social media and whatnot. And especially first-time founders are gullible to fall for that kind of trap, right? So uh, I do. So I do see that whether the startup meets or passes that filter first, that they are not you know having that chase the shiny new object syndrome uh, but beyond that what i do feel is if somebody as i said comes in with a strong domain expertise what that means is you know that person knows the space inside out uh, and obviously we can grill them and you know like go in depth uh, when we chat with them uh, so that becomes a big you know big plus and if they have traction already i think that trumps everything meaning if if they are starting out doing a startup and they already have a few customers signed up a few pilot programs going on you know or or you know like uh, if if it was a consumer product you know they already have say thousands of you know downloads for their app uh, or what not or you know like uh, daily monthly active uh, visitors to their website which which is in the thousands of numbers uh, that gets my attention uh, so these are some of the metrics i do look for uh i don't look at profitability much in the very early stages because they are just starting out and you know a lot of money is pouring into the startup so you know the balance sheets are always you know going to be different from like a startup that is going to be further down the road right right uh, so these are some of the things uh, i would say are important that's perfect uh so um what are what are some of the things that um uh that are you know sort of second tier items that are important you'd love to have but are not necessarily deal breakers so just to build on that list a little bit more um, what are sort of the second tier items uh yeah i would say um some of the other things that we do look at obviously there's a you know like we go in depth about analyzing a lot of different metrics right right so some of the things i would say are not deal breakers are you know just the size of your team or uh who is on your team meaning i don't want to discount the fact that team is very important but what i've seen is you know like if 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 you have founders like you know one or two founders which is the core team but then they have assembled a group of people who are carrying out the execution so as long as we believe in the founders i think the peripheral team uh, is not as important as the founders themselves right mm-hmm. uh, so you can have advisors you can have say early engineers or early 
you know, uh, finance, like interim CFOs, for example. So those are, I think, to me, like support staff mm-hmm. in the early stages. They are very important, but they, I've seen startups succeed even by, if they rotate, you know, such roles, right. uh, like people in such roles. Uh, as long as they are making strong progress, I won't say that's a deal breaker because sometimes what happens is it's very hard for startups to hire early on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you're competing with the likes of Googles and Facebooks and Amazons, right? For talent. So sometimes if they, if they can score like, you know, A-list, like founding engineer, for example, great. But, but I've come to understand that, you know, a lot of these things uh, are getting commoditized in terms of, you know, how to build, you know, like a mobile app or a website, like you don't need very special expertise for that, right? These days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is one thing I would say is, is uh, important, but not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, the other, other thing is uh, just in terms of, you know, like other VCs, I know like there's a lot of this myometic tendency to just copy, okay, like ask the founder, okay, who's on your cap table? And if, right. if we see great people already there, only then I will invest. <laughs> I tend to avoid that. I tend to go with my original you know, first principles thinking as to why this startup would succeed even without the VC, right? So, right. Uh, so that is another important point I would put there that I don't always look for you know, notable VCs being on the cap table for me to come in with yeah. my money. That's such a great point because a lot of founders have uh, asked that, uh, you know, without that uh, lead investor, how do I get all the other investors in? Uh, so yeah. that, that's a great point. Um, so now let's let's uh, say that you've made the investment. Uh, uh, the company is you're sort of in the company now. Um, you mentioned, you know, besides having skin in the game, you also like to work with founders. So tell me about what that process looks like for you. and. Uh, what kind of follow-ups do you expect from the founder and when do you initiate contact? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's, you know, another important point. I have found that, you know, like a monthly update over email uh, is a great cadence to start with. Like, you know, irrespective of how the progress is being made, uh, just a bullet point summary of uh, how the company is performing on, you know, certain metrics like, where are they hiring? You know, like what are uh, what kind of customers uh, have they signed up or are in the pipeline? What are the projections for you know incoming uh, cash flow? Any other investors they are talking to? And also, I would like to have a frank kind of outreach from the founders if they are needing help, right? And this need not happen at a monthly cadence. Like I, as an investor, am available you know twenty four seven to them. Uh, but at a minimum, I would expect them to be proactive about, you know, communicating on something they are struggling with, right? Uh, many times what happens is like founders don't, like, I don't know, they're hesitant probably to yeah. be open about some of the struggles they are facing. Uh, but what I would like to tell these founders is don't worry about it. Like 100% of the startups have issues of one kind or the other, right? Whether it's like fundraising that, you know, not even able to hire that key uh, employee uh, for an important role or, you know, some co-founder conflicts, uh, whatnot, uh, not able to penetrate into a certain customer base. 
all these are you know known issues uh, first time founders uh, you know they they get uh, jittery about you know being open about uh, such issues so my uh, you know frank advice is just be open reach out to your investors and i'm of the opinion that you know i'm on the same team as founders now obviously we want our returns on investment eventually we want you know like uh, to 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 see that but there's a process to get there right and and during that like having this very close camaraderie uh, between the founder and investor uh, that can be you know such a crucial symbiotic relationship for the eventual successful outcome that i feel that trust has to be established in the beginning for you know that high bandwidth communication to take place absolutely and and you're so right in that um uh, one of the people i respect very much ha- has said that you know start that monthly email with all the problems that you're having <laughs> yeah there you go perfect and, uh, once you get that out of the way then tell me the good news uh, but uh, yep, uh, the problems are way more important um so yep. really well said um once uh once the founder has become part of that part of your portfolio uh what additional service can they expect from you can they expect introductions can they expect help with the technical side all of those things but what what beyond just a monthly communication can they get absolutely and i think you know that is where uh i feel uh that you know where i as an individual investor or the groups where i am you know part of the investment uh, committee uh like that like how i see myself as being a differentiator right compared to say other investors so i don't think of myself as a passive investor i don't see startup investment in the same you know investment category as like putting money in the bank and getting interest on it right it's right. very different so here i feel that you know i am a very active partner and i am there like you know um, standing together in arms with with the founding team uh with any problems that they have so you mentioned about you know you know can they expect uh, introductions to my network absolutely yes like 100% so my network will be uh fully open and i will you know uh, definitely you know do a scan of where the right intros can be made whether it's like you know connecting them with a potential uh you know like a vp of engineering or vp of product or potential customers that i know of or some of my ex colleagues who have gone on to become founders themselves right uh so that they can expect and also i i have you know like uh from time to time rolled up my sleeves and you know been in the trenches uh, doing architectural reviews you know setting up processes uh because that's has been my wheelhouse all my career right so anything related to you know uh kind of evaluating new technology stack to you know uh, just giving a good feedback on the initial mocks of a website or mobile app i've done everything right so uh, so what i you know what would make me really happy is they reaching out to me and saying hey abhi we are struggling with this or i would just you know like to know your two words feedback about this that will make me the happiest Uh, so i'm very very much involved that that's great and, and that's uh, a lot of times for founders that's such a hard thing to get right the outside perspective but the outside perspective with someone you trust and someone you, whose feedback you can completely trust because they're essentially 
you know, betting on your success. Uh, so yeah. a lot of times, you know, the people who within the team are too close to the project and they may not necessarily be able to see it from that you know, yeah. thousand foot. So uh, that that's such an important service that, uh, you know, you as an investor can provide to the founder. Um, so, I mean, this discussion has been fantastic. I, I think we learned a lot about your thought process, but I'm going to end it with the same question that I ask every investor that comes on. Um, and that is, um, what is the one action step you would recommend to the founders today? So what is one thing they have to have done before they give you a call or before they send you that first email? Sure. Uh, I would say know your area of operation really well. You know, uh, what, what I mean by that is you need to have a very strong, holistic understanding of what you are doing right because you don't want to be you have to have a very unique perspective on you know what you're trying to achieve uh with your startup and what how that is going to make the world a better place right so that's the what and then i would say the why right so many a times what happens is you know founders have this uh desire uh to do a startup but they don't have a strong why as to why they want to do a startup because as I said, startup is a very hard journey and there will be times of hardships. And the only thing that will keep them going is, uh, you know, they have a very strong why as to uh, why they are doing this startup. So, so those are kind of the things at the core, right? And once they understand that, then I'm assuming that, you know, they would have worked on the other details, like, you know, like what's their time and what's their, you know, eventual exit plan. And what's their roadmap for the next six to nine, uh, you know, or twelve months? Those things obviously are important. But beyond that, I'm going to go and look at uh, does this startup uh, understand, like you know, why why they are operating uh, and and what they are operating on? That's fantastic. That 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 is such great advice. And uh, knowing your why. And one thing, um, what do you? Uh, th this is a question, um, you know, based on that. But a lot of uh, founders, you know, they may, you know, do, uh, you know, just, uh, they might throw out some fancy things just because they think it makes them sound good. But in the back of their mind, their why is to make money. And uh, right. if that's your, uh, if that's your motivation, I've seen a lot of founders struggle. Um, what's your take on, you know, money being the why for money. the founder? No, you know, honestly speaking, I feel that's a great why but don't make it your only why, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like we are operating in a, uh, in a strong capitalistic environment and I'm a strong capitalist libertarian at heart. <laughs> so obviously money has to be made, right? Like, I mean, uh, but, but in the process, what I, what I do look for is, uh, okay, we are going to make money by making things better in this way, right? right. So that's the broad question that founders need to answer. And once I'm convinced by that, then I'm sold on your vision. Then I'm interested in learning further about the details. And then I'm, you know, like I'll happily, uh, you know, uh, give you the money and be part of your uh, operating plan. So I will say money is important, right? And, and, and don't be shy about that. Uh, go plan uh, to become the next billionaire. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but be convinced about like how you're going to get there and why you want to do it in addition to just making money.
Fantastic. Really well said, Avi. Uh, thank you so much again for coming on today and sharing your insights. Um, I, 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 you know, I'm looking forward to working with you and hoping uh, to do some deals together. And uh, yeah, uh, let's continue the conversation. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Devon. Great chatting right. with you. Bye. Bye.